Welcome to Become an Idol. I'm Dr. Robin Sargent, owner of Idol Courses. This is the place where newbies come to learn and veterans share their knowledge. I have here with me today, Laura Wilczek, and she is from Cohort 10 and one of our Idol success stories. So Laura, would you please introduce yourself and give us a little bit of your background? Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. My name is Laura Wilczek. I am an official transition teacher and I've been teaching since, oh my goodness, I started right out of college. So in 2009, I was a veteran teacher all the way up, experienced the pandemic. And when things kind of got crazy throughout COVID, I realized that I had a lot of unique skills and new passions. And that's kind of what led me to Idol Academy and my new journey as an e-learning developer. Oh, neat. Okay. So when did you, so it was right after COVID, like 2020, but you joined the Academy in 2022 probably Mm -hmm. March, right? Yeah. So when did you start looking for a new career and how did you find out about instructional design? Sure. Yeah. So I kind of happened upon it (laughs) by pure luck and chance, I guess. So when we returned from virtual learning and kind of went hybrid. And I thought, you know, things were going to get better within the classroom. Things are going to really turn around. But after a global pandemic, you can't expect things to change real quickly. And it was just through having to get creative with virtual learning and e-learning instruction, and then also doing some work for a nonprofit and developing virtual training and e-learning type products for them that I realized wow, like this is something I really enjoy. And I didn't even really know it was an official profession, sort of say, until I was listening to Daphne Gomez's podcast and you were a guest. And I just played that podcast, listening to you talk about Idol Academy and instructional design. And I was like, wow, this sounds really cool. And kind of like what I've been exploring on my own and thinking about and really wondering if, there's a job out there like this and the rest is kind of history. You know, I was kind of doing a lot of soul searching and self exploration. And then when I heard your podcast interview with Daphne, that's what kind of got the ball rolling. And I did a little bit more deep dive into instructional design and whatnot. And then I finally decided, you know, it's time to invest in myself. It's time to stop, you know, trying to do things on my own. I'm a big believer that if there's a professional out there that's willing to help and knows what they're doing to invest in that help and really learn. I'm a lifelong learner. And I think that's why I'm so drawn to instructional design and e-learning development and investing in myself and joining Idol Academy was one of the best decisions I ever made. Oh my gosh. So, so you went through the the full journey of, okay, all right, now I've heard of this term for the first time. It's a real thing. Oh, I've done something similar. You started doing your own research and then you joined us. Like, I guess we started April 4th. It was 4-4, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And it was for our 10th cohort. And 
right when you got started, we know that there's like all these different feelings that kind of come up with, <laughs> when people start the academy for the first time because then you really the challenge is laid out before you. And a lot of people go, oh my gosh, you know, this is gonna take me forever. But like what kind of what kind of feelings did you have, Laura, when you first like, or did you have a different feeling? Like, what was it like when you first enrolled and got started? How'd that feel? How'd that sound for you? Yeah. So I experienced the full gamut of emotion, signing up and then doing that little like week long kind of lead up to the official Academy start date kind of got me really excited. I couldn't wait. And it felt, <laughs> it felt like Christmas, really. I, I hardly slept the night before the first day of the Academy because I was just so excited. And then you, yeah, you log in, you watch all of the intro videos, you kind of get the lay of the land and you look at all of the different paths you can take and the assignments and the different things you can do and, and need to do to earn badges. And then you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Okay, don't panic. And I think it really, you know, I can't say enough about your your coaching, group coaching, the mentors, the coaches, and then just really having that sense of community, knowing that I wasn't alone in starting this journey, transitioning out of the classroom. And we kind of made a study group from the online community. And I'm still great friends with all of my study buddies. And we continue to meet to this day, even though I'm officially in my first role as an e-learning developer for Hanover Research. We still meet and we still talk about projects and kind of act as each other's cheerleaders. So the community really helped tremendously in just terms of being constant cheerleaders and motivators and providing useful feedback that you felt like you were getting things done bit by bit. And yeah, just to remind yourself, you can't do it overnight. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, you want to give a shout out to your accountability buddies? Which group are you in? Yeah, so I I had, let's see, Mandy as my mentor. She was great for transitioning teachers. I am so grateful to all of her helpful advice. And then we kind of made a, a small, it was just in Mandy's session that we were kind of chatting and a couple of us were like, yeah, let's get together and make a study group. And so now there's Kisa, Maria, Jamie, and Rachel. And so the small group of us continue to meet and talk about our projects, things that we're learning and, and just continuing to do the things within the academy. You know, that's the great thing about Idol Academy is you're a lifelong member and you build the sense of community and new things pop up, new trends happen, and you just log back in and you keep on chugging along and, and upskilling. Oh my gosh. I've got all the bumps, all the goosebumps. So, okay. So, <laughs> Laura, so how long did it take you? All right. You started, you got through the, you know, the uncomfortable feelings. You started to find your people. You started to make some progress. When did you finish enough of your portfolio and your resume and your LinkedIn? You're like, I'm going to start applying. How long did that take you to start applying? Yeah. So funny story, like before I officially joined Idol Academy, I was kind of like jumping back into LinkedIn and trying to tinker around and change things, but I wasn't really getting, getting anywhere. And it was through talking, listening to your sessions on LinkedIn and Mandy's input and 
just talking with others in the community that I started to really do things with purpose. And I knew that I wanted to build a portfolio with enough different little assets. And like you say, do it messy, (laughs) which is really hard because you're like, oh my gosh, it needs to be absolutely perfect. But I knew I wanted something from Articulate Storyline and and a Rise course and a storyboard and a Camtasia video and just kind of show these little but impactful projects and have different aspects to my portfolio so that was really well-rounded. And so that was just kind of my motivation. And I use Trello boards (laughs) and all of your tips for, you know, kind of managing your time and project management and just felt successful with each little thing that I did. You know, some days were really overwhelming just with teaching and whatnot and just knowing, okay, well, I outlined this or I wrote the script for this and just celebrating that and having the community again to celebrate that as well was really, really helpful. And as I started to build my portfolio and really be intentional about my LinkedIn profile and include key phrases that you talked about in the academy and whatnot, it's so funny. Networking is huge. I was just following the instructional design, like LinkedIn hashtag. And someone posted that they needed that their instructional design team was growing and they needed an e-learning developer and to reach out if I had any questions about the role. And of course, I had heard of Hanover Research, but I didn't really know too much in terms of what the specifics for the job were or what Hanover's vision was. So I reached out to this person that worked at Hanover and she and I had this conversation and it was really talking with her that I was like, I can do that. You know, I can do rise. I can do articulate. I can make Camtasia videos (laughs) that in talking with her and realizing through all this experimentation in my portfolio that I did have some skills there. And just to really have faith and confidence in myself was really important. I think a lot of transition teachers just think we're just teachers and that we put ourselves in this box, but that's not true. We have a lot of skills and if we find the right mentors, invest in ourselves and find the right tools and really work at it, we can do amazing things. So I was really lucky to find this person on LinkedIn and I applied. And yeah, the the thing that really carried me through all of the different interviews was my portfolio. So I can't emphasize that enough. And I know you do in the Academy too, just to do it messy, get as many assets as you can. And then kind of tinker and edit when you have time, but to just build that website and make it look professional and put it, put yourself out there. So how long after you started the Academy, did you start, did you find this connection? So like how many months would you say it was? So the exact dates and times are a little fuzzy, but I'll, I'll I'll try to get, I'll try. uh, So we started like April right? We started in April and by May, I was kind of talking with this person and I had already officially put in my resignation to my current teaching job. So it was kind of huge in the sense that (laughs) 
regardless of whether or not I was going to get a job automatically out of the academy, I knew that I could not go back to teaching just because I promised myself if I ever became that cranky teacher or whatnot, that I would immediately find something else because that isn't fair to students and my coworkers and myself to, you know, be stuck or feel stuck in a job that isn't sparking as much joy as it used to. So I put in my resignation and May I was doing, I did four rounds of interviews and I started the beginning of June. <laughs> so. Wow. That's yeah. an expedited, expedited timeline. Yeah. <laughs> That's really impressive. You got right, yeah. a minimum viable portfolio done in a month. Uh-huh. You started networking and started your interviewing like what, like four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. And you landed your job. When did you, what was your start date? Officially June 6th. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And most of that May, month of May was probably interview rounds. How many interview rounds right. did you do? So four, four total. <laughs> wow. Okay. So everybody always wants to know the details. So what was your first interview? Was it a phone screen? Yeah. The first one was a phone screen. And then my second one was with a potential manager. And the third round was kind of interesting. It was, I had to assess an e-learning course or module and kind of look at what were the successes of that module and what were kind of the areas for improvement. And I really used a lot of my knowledge that I gained through the Academy of the different you know, iterative design phases and, and key terms to really put in my report to show off my skills and what I knew about the instructional design field. And so that was kind of the third stage where I had to provide that report and do a quick brief follow-up. And then the fourth stage was with the chief people officer or the head of HR. And then an offer quickly followed. Wow. Okay. So what was some of their feedback when you did your assessment on the broken e-learning course or whatever the sample they gave you? Yeah. So they thought, they thought I, it was very professionally done. You know, I used um, Canva. Canva was a tool I got to know a lot more about through the Idle Academy as well. And just structuring the report in a very clear manner of here's number one thing that I would fix. And here's why, you know, back it up with some of the statistics I learned through watching the webinars and and listening to the guest speakers about why uh, e-learning often fails and what things we can do. And just my knowledge now of branching scenarios and and whatnot, and even just accessibility, uh, which I know is another thing that the Academy talks about. You know, accessibility is a huge thing right now. It's it's always been a huge thing, but I feel like our field is really taking a, a closer and much needed look at accessibility too. Yeah. And talking about, you know, the right color palette and providing, you know, captions or audio transcripts and whatnot. And so just even that too was really impactful, I feel like. And and differentiated kind of my analysis from possibly others. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, you know, I mean, obviously they hired you and so they had, you know, really like raving reviews to say, but like, just 
can you just imagine like you within a month or two, maybe we'll give mm-hmm. it two, you uh-huh. are able to look at someone else's e-learning course, identify what is working for that course, and even come up with levels of improvement in just like two months and, and wow them enough for them to write you an offer for now Hanover is a, I mean, that's a pretty well-known company, isn't it? You want to tell yes. us a little bit about what Hanover does? Yeah. So Hanover research does custom research and they're in the K-12 sector, corporate higher education. And really what I knew of Hanover was just as a background in K-12 education. And they're, they're very well-known surveys about, for school culture and whatnot. So I knew of them in that regard, but now that I am officially part of the organization, I I just see the scope and depth of all the different projects they do and all in all these different domains or practice areas. And I'm officially part of their learning and development team. So right now I'm working on e-learning for their onboarding and new hires and kind of developing also diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging courses and looking at different things that we need to address through e-learning and kind of a blended learning approach. So that's currently what I'm working on. Oh, so you're doing all internal training for their employees. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, all right, so you have your first day. Mm-hmm. And once you actually got the job, like, did you feel ready for it? Or you felt more comfortable once you actually got your stride, once you started working? What was that like? Yeah, so I won't lie. <laughs> like, again, probably a mixture of emotions. I was super excited to just meet my team get my feet wet and see how it would go. But at the same time, I was nervous because this is officially my first uh, e-learning development job. As I mentioned earlier, I had been doing some projects for like a nonprofit and for the University of Notre Dame, kind of just developing projects for them. But this is like official paid job. So there's a lot of pressure I feel that comes with that. However, something that I kept reminding myself is the portfolio that I developed was a hundred percent me. I put in all the work. I developed all the ideas. I I did it all, <laughs> you know, blood, sweat, tears, so many long hours. Shout out to my husband. Cause we have a one and a half year old and he took on a lot of the afternoons and evenings just to allow me to go down to my office and plug away at my portfolio. But just knowing that that portfolio was 100% me and that they were impressed by that in the interview was enough of for me to convince myself, hey, I can do this because you did that portfolio. They liked it. So they will like what you do for them moving forward. And just kind of reminding myself that constantly was what calmed a lot of nerves and the kind of that imposter syndrome that I think everyone experiences at one point or another. Yeah, that's a great reminder. And so now you've been in it, it's July 12th. So you've been in your role for a full month. And Mm -hmm. I mean, do you feel even more confident and like you kind of know what you're doing now and how's it feel now? Yes, I love it so much. I'm with a great team, a great company. and. It's just so much fun to 
log in every day and know that I'm doing something that I love and that brings me so much joy. I get to create all of these different e-learning modules and I have a sense of autonomy and creative freedom. So that really helps. And I just do a lot of things and articulate all day and talk with my team, get feedback, do storyboards and whatnot. But just knowing that a chunk of my day gets to be spent or dedicated to a creative avenue is what really keeps me going day in and day out. And that's what really drew me to the field is that, you know, again, I'm a a lifelong learner. So I'm learning about all these new topics to bring to the employees at Hanover internally. I still utilize my skills as a teacher, you know, writing objectives, thinking about how to scaffold the learning appropriately so that they master those objectives. And then I get to bring in all this new knowledge I have about instructional design and e-learning development and graphic design and kind of use all these different tools in the business. So it's just a perfect mixture that keeps me coming back for more every day. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Laura, I mean, you, I mean, you went on a journey that like, I think most people would like, like, you know, build a portfolio in a month, get an interview and then go through that process and then start your job. I mean, that is, so everyone wants to know, Laura, what is your best and final advice for those that want to become an idol? Oh man. So I would say (laughs) definitely make a priority list, have some sort of management system, whether it's Trello boards or just pencil and paper checklist and dedicate, carve out time in your schedule and know that it's temporary. Like it's temporary chaos and just nose to the grind in the sense that eventually you'll have a well-rounded portfolio that you can start feeling confident to apply for jobs. And that portfolio is going to carry you places you never even knew were possible. So just carve out time, know that you're going to have frustrating days or just creativity blocks, but that if you keep working at that portfolio and checking things off your list, you will get there. (laughs) That's great advice. Exactly. And that's exactly what you did. And oh my gosh, you know, how happy was your husband? You know, (laughs) when it was over (laughs) because yeah well he just said you know I had this sense of joy again not to say you know I I loved working with my students and I if it was just if teaching was just working with students all day and not all of this other red tape and current fears and whatnot just with all the school shootings and unfortunate news events I would still probably be in the classroom but it's not and so being able to find my new niche and just source of joy and creativity means so much to me. And my husband was like, wow, you're a totally different person. You're like, you're back to the old Laura that you used to be pre-pandemic before the world turned upside down and whatnot. So he's very happy. And now we're coworkers because we both work from home on different floors. It's nice too, because we get to go, we'll take walks or go pick up coffee together. So it, it's really paid off in all, all different ways, whether it's my personal life and family life and professional life and just 
mental health too. And even financial. I mean, I'm just guessing. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That was a huge, huge plus. Yeah. So can't complain. (laughs) I'm just so happy for you, Laura. I mean, the joy is palpable, you know, Mm -hmm. like it just comes from you. Like just hearing you talk about it. I, I know that I can feel it. I know everyone listening right now can feel it. And it just makes me so happy for you. And just so appreciative that you came and shared your story because I know that it will help others. And Mm -hmm. thank you so much for being a part of what makes the Idle Courses Academy great, which is our community full of people like you. And thank you so much for coming and sharing your story. Yeah, of course. Um, Maybe next time I'll have a Idle Unicorn tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just to show my my love for the idol academy that my little study group jokes about that that we're all going to get one because we just it's a crazy eight weeks but it's a life-changing eight weeks and beyond so definitely to anyone that's wondering whether or not to take the deep dive and invest in them in themselves you won't be disappointed so well i'm gonna have to send you an idol unicorn sticker so <laughs> yeah <laughs> Thank you again, Laura. Appreciate you. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes for this episode at idlecourses.com. If you like this podcast and you want to become an instructional designer and online learning developer, join me in the Idle Courses Academy where you'll learn to build all the assets you need to land your first instructional design job, early access to this podcast, tutorials for how to use the e-learning authoring tools, templates for everything course building, and paid instructional design experience opportunities. Go to idlecourses.com forward slash academy and enroll or get on the wait list. Now get out there and build transcendent courses.